Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's Insight Assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody. We are back and welcome to a brand new and oh so live edition of On to the Next One. Surprise, y'all. We're here. We told you to get those picks in following UFC Long Island. We said last week we would go live after just the horrible way that this past Sunday show came to an end, at least the original version, because my power went out on a beautiful day for no friggin' reason. And then we had to re-record the show, and I said, you know what? We're just going to pop up and go live at some point. And here we are. So hopefully you're around or you can watch it after the fact. But we had an emotional ride at UFC Long Island, some early day MMA. And I'm excited to talk about things from a matchmaking perspective. So I am Mike Heck and joining me as always on this adventure, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the Prince of Positivity. Damn it. He's my best friend too, Mr. Alexander K. Lee. Hello, AK. My best friend. What a pleasure to be recording. uh, No, after dark tonight. This is... uh, (laughs) It is what nine o'clock, about nine o'clock Eastern time right now. Six o'clock for you West Coasters, and uh, some other time for you. Uh, okay, I'm on Long Island. That's right. That's right. Uh, for you uh, folks out there in other countries who tend to tune into the show or just listening and just listening, uh, listening to the podcast later. Uh, thank you for joining us. Yeah, this is super exciting. And uh, speaking of disappointing endings, Mike, I mean, uh, we had a little bit of a disappointing ending tonight. The UFC Long Island card, uh, certainly m- mostly disappointing, of course, for Brian Ortega. A little disappointing for a year Rodriguez, I'm sure, and very disappointing for everyone watching, especially those who hoped that uh, Saturday's main events would provide give us some sort of clarity as to uh, what could be next for Alexander Volkanovsky. Now, maybe it did in a different way, but I guess we'll uh, we'll get to that, and we'll see if the listeners have uh, have their own ideas of what to do with this featherweight title picture. Now, I got the hat on. This type of show, we like to let our hair down, or in my case. I can't do that. So we just throw the Red Sox hat on. Plus it's 585 degrees in here. 
So I don't want to show you how sweaty I really am, but let's go ahead and talk about that main event. As sad as it was, Yaya Rodriguez gets the win. It goes down as a first-round TKO victory over Brian Ortega. But if you didn't watch the fight, you may not know the story because this was a shoulder injury to Brian Ortega. It was sort of a freak accident, not the way any of us, including Yaya Rodriguez, wanted this fight to end. But alas, that is how it did. And now Yair finds himself in an interesting spot because, AK, we said something very consistent and very constant throughout the entire build of this fight. A Yair win likely gets him a title fight against Alexander Volkanovsky, but we didn't think in a million years that it would happen like this. So is that still the plan? A title fight for Yair Rodriguez against the great champion Alexander Volkanovsky, or are we doing something else here? I, I don't think I can give Yair the title shot like this. It's it's kind of a it's a weird situation. Yeah, it's it's something we just didn't expect, like an injury ending. Again, uh, so much of uh, uh, at least my sort of um, analysis going into this fight was like Yair needs to prove to me that he can um, he can beat a top like an elite welterweight. Because uh, sorry, excuse me, featherweight. I called him like a welterweight in my preview too. I don't know what's going on there. My predictions. Uh, an elite an elite featherweight. Um, there was or and really dominate them because. His first time against Frankie Edgar, of course, he's a younger guy, wasn't ready. Zombie, a fight he was probably going to lose. And yes, he won one of the greatest finishes in MMA history, but certainly not a win that's had you saying he's definitely an elite guy. Um, and then between that and the Max Holloway fight, just the one fight with Jeremy Stevens, a lot of inactivity. There's a beat fight, unfortunately, never materialized. That's uh, That was out of his control. And then he looked good against Matt Holloway, uh, Max Holloway. Looked very good, but also clearly lost that fight. So... This was supposed to be, man, if he can put it on Brian Ortega, we know he's a legit top five guy. Um, I'll tell you now, he won. So for me, he will take Brian Ortega's spot in my rankings. But I mean, that's just because I think it's, it's the easiest way to do it. I, I would understand if people didn't agree. I also am in the camp that he was initiating sort of an offensive grappling maneuver that led to the injury. So call it, an inj call it a submission, call it a TKO due to injury, which is the official result. Um, but I do feel like he did something to cause the win, even if it was a fluky thing. And I don't even know if he could have, he could, you know, recreate that moment if he if he wanted to. So no, I'm not going with giving him Volk. I'm all in on Volk fighting the winner of um now the just announced today, Charles Oliveira, uh Islam Makachev vacant lightweight title fight. And also Dana White said at the post fight press conference that as far as he knows, Volkanovsky might also need time off to uh, deal with a hand injury to get a treated hand injury. So um, yes, it might suit Volk best just to take his time off and wait for the winner of the lightweight title fight. Yeah, and we, we were talking about this sort of internally, like who was the biggest winner of this whole situation? Was it Yair? Was it Josh Emmett? Was it even? I mean, th there's a number of people it could be. But you can make a strong case, and I actually agree with Jed on this, that Alexander Volkanovsky was the big winner in all this because he has a lot of options in front of him right now. And for the first time really in his title run, he is in the driver's seat more than he has ever been, honestly. He could probably call the shot himself right now since there is no clear cut number one contender. He could probably choose any of the guys that are in the conversation right now, whether it be Ayer Rodriguez or Josh Emmett, or even, yes, yes, I'm going to say this name, Henry Cejudo, should Volk want to go that route? Now, Volk's just like, hey, Henry, let's go. The UFC's going to entertain that idea. But like you said, the other shot he could call, should the dominoes fall into place after he recovers from the hand injury, say he's going to be off for about 12 weeks, 
he could go up to 55, fight the winner of Oliveira versus Makachev, which, like you said, was made official during the broadcast for UFC 280. So just a lot of options. But I tend to lean towards kind of the latter right now because I just don't think any of the three featherweight options excite him even a little bit. So it's Yair versus Josh Emmett. Winner's the number one contender. No ifs, ands, or buts. And if you want to slap an interim title on that bad yes. boy, fine by me. Yes. But that's the fight. It seems pretty easy. I, if, I, if they put the interim title on the line or not, I don't care. This is the fight. I would like to see the interim title solely because it gets both these guys a couple extra dollar signs, a couple extra zeros on the paycheck. I care more about that because it makes no sense to do an interim title, but this is just a glorified number one contender fight. It's a interim title. They'll make more money. So for, for that, let's just do that fight. Um, let's just settle it that way. I'm with you on this one, Mike. So I think, could, could we do a friends forever or is it, is this too obvious? Yeah. Friends forever. There you go. I don't want to demonetize this Perfect, live. But perfectly timed. Perfectly yeah. timed, too. We just did No rehearsal. Perfectly timed. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the way to go. And, and, and that is something Dana White uh, agreed to as an option. He didn't bring it up himself. He was asked about it post white press conference. And then he's just like, yeah, he's like, I don't hate it. So now it's a little far to say that he suggested it. And he's, he's aiming for an Emmett Yair Rodriguez uh, interim title fight. But certainly a fight now that is in uh, the dialogue. It has been mentioned. And uh, if it happens, nobody should be surprised. And it makes a lot of sense. So, Emmett, you may get your title shot after all. Now, normally in a, in a type of situation like this where we are live, coming off a big event, we would, excuse me, matchmake for Brian Ortega as well. However, with the situation, with the unknowns, with the shoulder injury, out of respect for Mr. T-City, we will not do so. We will wait till he is cleared, and then we'll discuss matchmaking options for him as we head to the co-main event. Amanda Lamosh was part of... Just a wonderful moment of sportsmanship, AK, and a bonus winning submission victory over Michelle Watterson Gomez. Great bounce back win after that tough submission loss to Jessica Andrade. This to me, AK, was really easy. Tisha Torres is my pick. Coming off the tough loss to Mackenzie Dern, there are a lot of people who thought Tisha Torres beat Mackenzie Dern at UFC 273. That is not what shows in the record books. Mackenzie Dern going on to fight Jan Jonan in the main event. I believe it's October 1st or sometime in October. But I think that fight makes perfect sense. Lamosh where is where she's at in the rankings. She'll probably jump up a little bit. And then I think right in front of Watterson Gomez in the, in the UFC rankings, they're not the rankings that truly matter like ours, but I think Torres is like right there. So I think it's the right and the proper step up. Your thoughts. You're muted. Yeah, I'm muted. I want, first, I want to address a comment. Santi Tiago in the uh, in the comments saying, Watterson never had a chance. Uh, she won the first round on two of the three judges' scorecards. So that's a pretty uh, ridiculous statement. Uh, now, again, I mean, you know. She did win. She did, actually. She did. You're right. We were, all, we were all saying, this is if this goes to the cards, this is a very good chance she finds a way to steal a split decision. So we were on our way. She was already she already had the judges divided. Uh, and I think I scored the first for Lamosh. So when I saw those cards, I was like, I was like, okay. I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is definitely like, this definitely could have gone really bad for you for Lamosh. So uh, amazing performance by Lam for Lamosh, by the way. Um, she really did need that finish. She hadn't had a finish in a bit. Um, of course, coming off a very tough loss to Jessica Andrade, which Jessica Andrade beats everybody. So certainly no shame in that. Um, so uh, I went a different direction. I had to do a little bit of sort of reconfiguring because I initially wanted uh, Rose Namajunas to fight Mackenzie Dern, but that was before the um, 
the Yan Shaonan Dern fight was booked. So Rose Namajunas is free now. I kind of want, I'm kind of throwing Lamosh back to the wolves now. I'm thinking, because who, well, because I mean, who is, who is Rose Namajunas going to fight? She's not getting the Esparza rematch. That's not happening. There's no, I mean, there's no third Yuana fight. Not that I don't want to do that because Yuana's retired. Um, there's other big fights for Rose for sure. But uh, uh, Tisha Torres was my first choice, Mike. So we almost had a friends forever moment back to back. But I kind of like, I'm kind of convinced with Lamosh again, even though I'm like one of her biggest skeptics. I don't know how high her ceiling is. The Rose fight would go a long way to, uh, I mean, once again, prove me wrong. She certainly proved me wrong tonight. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm being unprofessional, but my phone's ringing. I got to take this. Hello? I'll, t- I'll tell him. Marina Rodriguez just called and she said, how dare you, AK? How dare you? <laughs> can Marina just get a title shot though? Can Marina just like, is, can she not, is she not locked into a title shot? Can we just give her the, the title shot? She's not going to get it. Carl's going to fight Zhang and we got to go from there. Rose can Marina fight. wait? Rose can, fight she, somebody. can Marina Why just wait, wait and get the winner of that fight? Why does she have to keep fighting? I mean, what if Andrade like comes out and fights somebody else at 115 and wins? Because that is now an option, as we'll probably talk about a little bit later on. But uh, maybe she does that. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe she comes up later on in the program. Well, waiting, for, Ro- waiting for Rose is a whole other thing, though. Rose just is not yeah. like that often. So that's a whole other thing. Yes. Uh, yeah, she does. She does save me on speed dial. She's listening to the <laughs> yeah. program. She, yeah, yeah. she knows what's happening Always right tunes now. In. Always tunes in. Yeah, she wants to know where she stands. And she knows she's got to watch this program. And she'll know where she stands. But let's move to the welterweight division. Because... Lee Jing Liang made me look like a damn genius, AK. He made me look like a, like a genius. Because if you recall, in the People's Pre-Fight Show, we're making our predictions. I believe you called the Lamos. Did you call the No, no, you called Waters. And I'm excuse. I thought you nailed something on the money. And I think we'll get oh, to that. Oh, that's coming up. That's coming up. Yeah, that's right. Now I figured it out. I figured it out. I remembered. Uh, but I called the shot. Both of you guys said uh, King of Kung Fu is going to get it done. And I said second round knockout for Lee Jing Liang. He was going to become the new King of Kung Fu. And now he is. That should be his new nickname. He got it done. Fun fight while it lasted, but a big, very emotional win for the Leech, which is more impressive now thinking about it because it was the fight following getting absolutely trucked by Hamzat Shamayev in Abu Dhabi. Comes back, great performance against a guy who hasn't lost in a really long time. What is next, AK, for the always dangerous, always smiling Li Jingliang? Listen, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cost myself. I'm forfeiting a point here because uh, after uh, my choice's most recent fight, I was like, I need to see him fight Andre Fialio. I just thought it'd be a cool fight, but now this fight just makes too much sense. I have to go with Brian Barberina. Uh, he was talking about as soon as the fight was over, and I don't know if he brought it up first or someone else brought it up, but they're like, we really want to see the Leech and Bam Bam go at it. And I'm like, yeah, that's just an amazing fight. It's a chance for Barberina to move up the rankings. It's a great stand up battle. Um, so yeah, I'm totally into it. Don't don't need to overthink this one. Brian Barberina, Li Jingliang. Uh, forget forget my Otno points. I'm moving on from whatever the Fialio thing. This is the one to make. Now, I knew you were picking that because you would let me know you were going to pick that. So I mm-hmm. could have easily just cheated and stole a friend's fair moment. But yeah, we don't do that. Not, we, can't we don't do force that. them. We can't no. force them. And I was like looking into this a little bit deeper. And Lee has fought a lot of the guys that make any real sense in this scenario. And Barbarina is like one of the guys that fits in that mold, but I'm not going to pick him. So I thought about it. I was getting a little frustrated and I was like, wait a minute. Jeremiah Wells is on a tear right now. I think this would be a super fun fight. So let's just see these two dudes get after it. But again, I mean, if you want to throw him in there with Kevin Holland, I'm cool with that. Barbarina is great. If you wanted to do Tim Means, that's fun. 
the leash has some options and I, I like almost all of them. Okay. I like that's uh, that middle pack of welterweight is so fun right now. Daniel Rodriguez is in there. Uh, who else is? Oh, uh, Alex Morano, Randy Brown, boy, Randy Brown. Boy, that's fun. There's a yeah. lot of fun in the middle of the uh, just outside the top. For, this is one of those things where it's like, forget rankings. Like, if you're matching up welterweights, like, forget rankings, forget, oh, this is just what's some fun. I, uh, I don't know how we're we'll put um, Michelle Pereira. I still kind of have him just above the, I guess he's close to that's getting that's fun. Ranked. Um, but you could put him with so many of these match up with so many of these guys. Oh, welterweight is welterweight's looking good. Well, it's interesting. You want to do Wonder Boy Leech? I'm, I'm cool with that. Like, there's just there's just lots of fun to be had right now. And speaking of fun, how I know fun you would that, Oh, how fun would that be for Li Jingliang to go from the king of kung fu to Wonder? <laughs> like, two of the most like respected like martial artists like to compete in the UFC. What a what a what a thrill that would be for Li Jingliang. He was so happy to fight. Uh, so he said like when I grew up, I watched. I was coming up and I, mean, I watched Salikov. So very cool for him if you got the Wonder Boy fight too. Yeah, probably be big for Wonderboy too, because mm. I'm sure he knows the history of, of of Lee as well. So now I gloated a little bit. I believe this is where you gloat, AK, because what could we say? Matt Schnell, the guy is just so tough. He's so damn durable. That fight with Sumaderju was ridiculous. Go ahead and and gloat before we uh, move forward with the match. Oh, right I will. There. People forgot how close Schnell, like Schnell hurt uh, Brandon Royval real bad in their fight. People forgot how like why that fight won. I think that one fight of the night, right? That wasn't just a performance bonus for. Uh, Ravel, I'm pretty sure that was fight of the night. I believe this is back to back flight of nights now for, for uh, Chanel. It wasn't a very long fight. Yeah. So this is back to back flight of nights for Chanel. Uh, I've had Chanel at ranked for a long time. Um, I get, I know people will see like, man, he hasn't really put together that run of wins, but he's just fought like tough competition. He suffered, he suffered from some inactivity. So I've had him in there. He's, I've, I've kept him on the Favre list. Uh, I think I'm not the only one. Someone else voted for him. Here's what I wrote before the fight with Sumaderji. Uh, just a part of it. Uh, Schnell has shown a tendency to get wild from time to time, but in this instance, that might actually be to his benefit. Uh, Sumaderji hasn't been in a funky fight yet, and a veteran like Schnell isn't going to stand there and pick the part. If he feels like Sumaderji is outpointing him from distance, Schnell is going in. Uh, I mean, Sumaderji was, wasn't just outpointing him from distance. He was beating Schnell's ass from distance. So Schnell had to go in. Uh, there was a lot of those shots could have put him down. I don't know how he survived. Um, he was put down by some of those shots. Anyway, and then I added, uh, it's a dangerous way to live, which is appropriate given Chanel's nickname, and could be disastrous against an accurate puncher like Sumidarji. But Chanel is going to push through some early adversity here, land something that hurts Sumidarji, and then submit him. So uh, I have my moments, guys. I have my moments where I, where I pick things correctly. I may or may not have wagered on this, or at least, you know, I would have if I'd been on MMA, but I don't. So it's strictly hypothetical. Um, but yeah, second round Chanel hit it on the money. And I would like to see. Uh, Matt Schnell's call. He, he's listen after a win like that, you get your call out. Uh, I like it. Askar Askarov is an option too. Thank you, Owen, for, for chiming in there. But uh, Matt Schnell afterwards was very specific. He said, I want to come back to New York, Madison Square Garden. Give me Matthias Nicolau. Nicolau, I have in my top 10. I think he's in the UFC's top 10. Top 10, they may fight in global rankings. Matt Schnell wants, to, wants a fun fight, wants a guy he thinks he can beat, and a guy who will move him up the rankings. Schnell, you've done our job for us. Well done. Give me Schnell, Nicolau. Man, I thought for a second we were going to have another Friends Forever moment. And we did. We did, AK. Friends, Friends forever. forever. Yes. Oh, you do. Dude. You give the man what he wants after a fight like that. <laughs> you you want to throw him in the Mecca? He wants to go to the Mecca and fight Mateus Nicolau. F it. If that's what happens when this guy fights in New York, then you put him on that card and you give him what he wants. So love it. That is exactly the way to go. Nicely done. Two for three, or, or our, two for four here. We're batting and 500. And, and our friends, for, it's getting better every time we do it. I think the, the listeners will know. It's like it's getting more in sync every time we do it. <laughs> but yeah, Matt versus Mateus at the Mecca. 
Come on. There the hashtag go. writes itself. Boom. The hashtag writes itself. You just do M-A-T-T-H-E-U-S, Matthias. You, you don't even need Ma- – yeah. yeah, that sucked. Terrible. Forget it. No, um, we'll, take, we'll take it out in post. We'll take it out. It's not like we're live or anything. We'll it's fine. It yeah. post. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Uh, so Shane Burgos survives a tough third round, and I'm going to say it again. He, he survived some cheating. He survived some cheating from the Canadian. You don't really see that from the Canadian uh, and from Canadians in general. But Charles Jourdain grabbed the fence. Grabbed the fence. Got a, little, got a little cheap. And then because of that fence grab, he almost, cha- I mean, he changed the whole trajectory of the fight. And in the end, majority decision victory for Hurricane Shane Burgos. He bet on himself. Final fight on his deal. Gets it done. 29-28 to the cards. Other had it 28-28, which I was like, okay, I don't mind the 28-28 until I actually looked at the scorecard and I'm like, you can't give Shane Burgos a 10-8 and not give Charles Jordan a 10-8 for that third, but neither here nor there. Burgos is going to get re-signed. UFC's going to pay him a little bit more money. He's just going to keep having fun fights. I'd like to see Burgos versus Danny Gay, okay? I would like to see Shane Burgos versus Danny Gay. I just think that's a fun fight. I don't want to push Burgos too high. I just feel like trajectory-wise, they're just going to put the boots to each other. It'll be a fun fight. It'll be a tough matchup for Gay, but... It's a it's actually a fight that I think Ige like has a chance to win. I wouldn't favor him in that fight, but if he could extend it and take Burgos to the third round, I think Ego Ego Ige has a chance to to get this done. So I kind of like I'd like that matchup. I think it makes sense right now. What do you think? Before I get to a pick that you might hate, I'm not sure, or you might love, because it's it's it's, it's either or. You're gonna love it or hate it. I want to bring up a question from our pal Scott McCrate. Uh, Scott McCrate was asking, do you guys remember a fight where both fighters received a 10-8 score, where you know one fighter receives a 10-8 in one round, then the other fighter receives a 10-8 in another round? Nothing came to my mind immediately. I went to the human computer, Jose Young's. He couldn't think of any examples. Mike, I don't know if you have any, uh, but I decided also if we can't come up with anything, listeners, uh, viewers. If you if you know if you people watching live now leave a comment in the YouTube's uh, if you remember a fight where one guy received a ten eight round and the other guy received ten eight obviously obviously it's just very unlikely a very unlikely thing to happen uh, and anyone listening to the podcast later uh, feel free to DM me DM me if there's an example I, I don't know if there's an obvious one I'm missing but uh, I don't recall it happening now uh, Mike I want to know yes. how you're going to feel about this I want a rematch for Burgos next. Oh, I think, I think I he deserves to rematch someone someone in the top 10. I think I know where you're going with this. Give him your boy. Calvin Cater. Calvin K- Burgos versus Calvin Cater too. Calvin Cater beat Burgos by third round TKO, UFC 220, back in January 20th, 2018. This is a long time ago now. And by the time this fight, 
you were there. I'm sure you were. And by the time this fight was, uh, if this fight is booked, by the time it is, it'll be closer to like five years since that first fight happened. So a lot of time has passed. And uh, Cater also handed Burgos his first loss. So uh, there's a storyline there. I want to see how far Burgos has come along. Um, he was not happy with his performance on Saturday night. I don't know why. I think, well, I do know why. He had to mix the martial arts, which as we all know is just disgusting. <laughs> Hashtag keep the martial arts part. Uh, but he won. He won. He, he won. It was a very tough fight. I get it. He, I'm sure he would have wanted to dominate more in his hometown. But uh, he's still now. He's now, by the way, 7-0 and in the state of New York. So congrats to Burgos for that. But uh, yeah, let's do a little New York versus Boston classic rivalry. Burgos cater to. Let's bring it back. That's fun. I mean, listen, if they go that route, I would watch the crap out of that. But yeah, do it at MSG. You did the first one in, in Cater's home building. It was at the TD Garden in Boston. Cater got his big moment. Now we do it at MSG. And I'm sure... Uh, I'm sure Cater would be fine at MSG. Yep, MSG, let's go. Um, would that make sense, though, Shane, defending this body is tough? Uh, listen, Cater would, if they offered him, if Cater, if they offered Cater Shane Burgos again, he would take it in five seconds. Cater's not the guy that's like, well, I'm ranked number six, and he's ranked like number 13. Does it make sense? I think he would just be like, all right, I'll fight that dude. Like, where is it happening? Okay, on the moon? Sure, I'll be there. He fought Giga. Nobody wanted to fight Giga. He's like, yeah, give me Giga. Bring it. Yeah, and he put the boots to Giga yeah, nobody in a, wanted, in a no, bad way. Nobody wanted to fight that guy. Big win for, there was nothing lucky about this. Big win for Lauren Murphy. She beat up Misha Tate for 15 minutes. It was a huge win. She gets on the microphone and she said, I'm going to Paris. I'm sitting cage side. For the Man and Fioro Jessica Andrade fight, which, if you were paying attention to the broadcast, John Anik, I don't know if he was supposed to do this, but he said some things. He said some things, such as that fight's no longer happening. Man and Fioro's fighting somebody else. And then he mentioned another name, which was kind of stunning because it was a name that was first mentioned for this fight. And then Andrade was supposed to replace this name. And now this person seems to be back in. So here's what I know right now. Okay. Here's what I know. Oh, before you go, Mike, before you go, I will say, I want to, uh, you will be answering a question from a first timer who I want to shout at Brat Meow on Twitter. Cause, she, because at Brat Meow is, is asking, can't Lauren Murphy just replace Andrade for the Fioro fight in Paris? And you're, and you are going to let us know that's probably not going to happen. It's not happening. Okay. Um, it's, oh, it's just not happening. It's not happening. Jessica Andrade will not be fighting on September 3rd at UFC Paris. Uh, a source told our, our man, Damon Martin, medical issues. Uh, I confirmed with the source from the other side of the table that fight is no longer happening. I will say this. It is being targeted that we're going full circle. That's all I'll say right now. That is all. Yes, that is all we can say for now, guys. We'll, all we can say for now. I'm sure we'll have more details for you shortly. But the the end point. Whatever. Also, what I'll say is what Annex said. It's looking very likely. It's yes. not done, but it's looking likely. The so the spot has been filled. Is essentially what we're saying. That that much we know. It does sound like the spot has been filled. It looks like it has been filled by so, the name that originally was supposed to yeah. fill it. So, if you, but if you're Lauren Murphy, again, this is to, to, to for uh, at Brat Mayo's comment. If you're Lauren Murphy, uh, you could still be on standby because that fight seems to have some weird energy around it. So you never know. Maybe one of, now, maybe either this new name uh, pulls out, or uh, maybe uh, Firo ends up having to pull out, which would be a real shame because it's in Paris. But hey, if you're Lauren Murphy, um, just uh, stay on call. It sounds like she is ready to uh, to jump in. I mean, I have both arms up in the air. That's all I'll be able to say. Um, but apparently, uh, apparently, that's 
that's the favorite to happen. We're going back to that well. I don't know what happens, but there we go. Um, so now that we've learned this, AK, has this changed where you're going with Lauren Murphy? Uh, not at all. This is, uh, I mean, yes, it has, but also technically it has not changed where I'm going to learn Murphy because I had a plan for her dating back to UFC Vegas 54 when Viviani Araujo uh, beat Andrea Lee. I specifically said, Mike, I specifically said, I want Viviani Araujo to fight Lauren Murphy. Not if, I said after Lauren Murphy beats Misha Tate. So this was back in May. I said, this fight, I want this fight to happen. So I, I'm getting two, it should, if this fight gets made, Mike, I'm claiming two full no points because I did not I did not waffle. I said Lauren Murphy will beat uh, Misha Tate, and Lauren Murphy's next fight will be against Viviani Arujo. I'm sticking with it. Mike, what you got? I will say this. I loved Lauren Murphy's call-out. Absolutely fantastic. I thought she crushed it on the mic after crushing it in the octagon. If Lauren Murphy is even looking in the general direction of the boogie, of the boogie woman that is just gone drudge. I would lean all the way into this thing. I would go for that fight. Every interview you do from here on out, you say, I want to fight just gone That's who I want to fight. Now that is a scary ass fight for anybody, but Lauren Murphy looked real good tonight. And she talked about getting C diff in the Shevchenko fight, which I had no idea. I had no idea that was the case. I spoke to Lauren Murphy like a week after she fought Shevchenko and that was a wild conversation. I learned a lot in that conversation, but that was not mentioned at all. She would not tell me. And then she revealed it at the media day and subsequent interviews after that. But she looked real good in this fight and she beat up Misha Tate. And if Andrade, so Andrade, basically from what I understand, the Andrade situation with the medical issues, she won't like, she's going to try like hell to fight in September, but it just doesn't look like the time frames would line up. And it doesn't look like Lauren Murphy is going to be ready to fight in September either because she wants to go to the damn card and sit cage side and just watch the fight unfold and then fight the winner. So at this point, maybe you target November, December, go for Andrade, just go for it. And if she beats Jessica Andrade, I mean, I don't know if she'd get a title shot, but she puts herself in a damn good position to get back there quickly. And let's just say Shevchenko jumps up to 135 right. and they want to do an interim title fight. Or, or vacant. Murphy's in the conversation. Or vacant. Vacant. Maybe vacant. Listen, Lauren Murphy said today's uh, tonight's post-fight press conference, she's won a title in every promotion she's fought for. Uh, now, I'm not saying she could beat Shevchenko, but winning a vacant title, hey, that would still count. But winning an interim title would count, so... It's uh, it's definitely possible. By the way, don't, don't show Joseph Boza. He just ruined my pick. He ruined my pick with his facts, Mike. He uh, there's a conversation going into the YouTube, and he just I just had to be reminded that uh, now it wasn't directed to me. It was uh, it was directed to someone else. But Viviani uh, uh, Arujo's booked. She's fighting Alexa Grasso uh, August uh, August thirteenth. Which it still happened. It still happened. It could still happen, but I, I I did not acknowledge I did not acknowledge that I knew that because I, I clearly I didn't. Even though I'm looking at the site, I wrote that story. Uh, I wrote that that fight was happening so uh that's a doo-doo pick on my part guys this is a, listen you see the you rarely got you guys rarely see this because we see anytime we make mike i'm pulling back the curtain anytime we make mistakes in the show guys we just edit it out we we, we edit out all the mistakes we make we kind of check things after so you guys think like we're geniuses and we get everything right all the time there's no hiding now on live television mike there's no hiding so people saw the uh just people just saw me uh, drop a deuce there with that pick and uh i apologize joseph Boza, thank you for uh for keeping me in check. That was, that was a mistake. Yes. Viviana Rujo is booked. She's fighting Alexa Grasso. Uh, so 
Yeah, so I just saw this comment. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, this is a close game, and I just looked, and they're just getting shellacked right now. So I'm so glad I turned that freaking game off. Um, love the accountability, AK. I mean, just, we, we're, it, this is just an honest show. And by the way, we don't, we don't edit out the mistakes. We don't. We don't. Unless it's like an audio hiccup somewhere. Even then, I probably miss it from time to time when I'm putting these shows together. So there we go. Uh, let's go to... I'm very interested for this, AK. I'm very excited for this. I love the wild card round. And if you're new to the program, our wild card round is where we select one fighter we have not match made for yet. And we'll match make right now for that person. It could be somebody who is victorious on the prelims. could be somebody who is not victorious on the main card. Whoever you want from this card that we have not talked about yet, AK, kick us off, lead us off. Who you got? How can I not pick Ricky Simone? Ricky Simone has been bubbling, you know, just outside the top 15 or just outside the top 10, depending where you rank him. He's, it's hard because he's a guy that definitely a lot of the veterans are not jumping at the opportunity to give uh, Ricky Simone a fight. Uriah Faber did, and it paid off for Uriah Faber, picked up a big upset when he fought Ricky Simone. Um, Simone, really to this day, kind of still recovering from that loss. I'm not saying him like emotion or anything. I'm saying his reputation because that was a huge, huge opportunity for him. Was it, was it a main event? Was that a main event of a card, Mike? Faber and Simone? That was a co-main event. Co-main event. Uh, what was in the main? I got to look at this now. Uh, oh, gosh, right. It was because uh, it's in Sacramento, Durandami and, and Ladd, because that was a big fight at the time, um, which also had a, a sort of veteran finish, kind of funny finish. So, uh, But Simone is a blessing. He's been a tear. He beat an undefeated guy tonight, 16-0, 5-0 in the UFC, and he submitted him. He just looked like a next-level bantamweight, which is what he is now. Um, so we have to reward him. With a big fight and the fight he wants is Sean O'Malley and we've called uh, a lot of our listeners have called for this fight we've called for this fight this is a uh the kid from heck let's give him what he wants let him ragdoll O'Malley sure um this is uh this is a magic wand pick this is a magic wand pick I don't know if this one does get made but if I'm the matchmakers and I have complete control O'Malley get ready you are this guy's been chasing you he has openly said he wants PCU um, and it's not, I'm not even saying like Simone would like dominate him. I think it's a perfectly winnable fight for O'Malley. So, uh, even from that aspect, I think it could be competitive and exciting. And I think they're two really, really good bantamweights. And that's, that's all I want from this division is them to keep matching up uh, all these talents together. Cause it's just, such, it's so many, there's so many good guys here. So here's one thing that I've learned and you and I talked about this off, off the air. I'm not going to call it anyone specifically, but Ever since our show became what it is today, AK, just we started from the ground up. We started from just like a little seed and then we watered it over time and it would become where we could just pop up and do a show and people care enough to watch it. I saw a lot of matchmaking for Dustin Jacoby after he knocked out Daun Jung, which by the way is a very serious, serious win for the resume. That is a big time win because Daun Jung is a big problem at 205 and Jacoby treated him like he was a top 75 guy. It was an impressive performance. And I am officially done. Done, damn it. Doubting this man in any way, shape, or form. And there are a lot of suggestions from media members. And this is where it really stuck out that we are just better than any than all of these people. Because some of these, some of these picks were fine. Some are really, really bad. Like someone suggested, I think Jacoby versus John. No one wants to see Jacoby fight Johnny Walker. Come on. We really gonna we're gonna put Dustin Jacoby in there with Johnny Walker. Do we really want to see that? No, <laughs> this isn't. And I'm not talking about Johnny Walker from 2018. I'm talking 2022 Johnny Walker. Nobody wants to see that. 
Jose Young's had a good idea. Also incorrect. Every one of those were incorrect. And I see some in here that are fine. Also incorrect. The correct answer, AK, is to put Mr. Dustin Jacoby in a fight where we really get to see how far he can go in this division. Because he is not a spring chicken after all. He's 34 years of age. He's much older in fight years. He's got a lot of combat miles on him. And I'm not saying anything disrespectful. I'm saying something that he would admit himself and has admitted himself many times. So I feel that with, with, with what Dustin Jacoby has done in his career since returning to the UFC, I feel like he deserves a step up. And I'm not just saying a step up, AK. I'm saying a real step up, a legit step up. And I feel like he's the kind of guy in the position that he's in right now that would be a perfect comeback fight for a guy who hopes to get back in there by the end of the year, a guy who needs a win very badly, a guy who has fought for a world title, a guy who if the judging in Houston, Texas on that fateful night in February of 2020 was done correctly, maybe his career, his life, his legacy would look a lot different than it does right now. So with that, I present to you my wild card pick for UFC Long Island, Dustin Jacoby versus Dominic Reyes. There you go. You're welcome. You're welcome. That is the correct answer. There's no other answer. There's no other answer. Dominic Reyes is the answer. All of you are wrong if you're not saying Dominic Reyes. So, yes, that is the fight. Especially the people saying, um, especially the people saying uh, Roundtree. Uh, it'll be a fun fight, but Jacoby's way ahead of Roundtree right now. If Jacoby loses a way fight, ahead. then you could do Roundtree. Yeah, yeah, he's way ahead. He's he is six zero and one. No, what am I doing? I'm I'm messing up. Is he six zero and one since coming back? No, that doesn't sound right. Well, you know, he's something like right. that. Yeah, he's he's six zero and one. Yeah, he's he's on a seven fight undefeated streak since coming back to the UFC. Uh, it took him ten years to get his first UFC win. He was assigned with the promotion way back in the day. Went zero and two. Went back to focus on kickboxing. Came back to the UFC and has and has he's he has not stopped winning since. Fantastic! What a story! Yeah. So fun to watch. Yeah, and I it like and this is a perfect. This is a great like return fight for Reyes too. Like if Reyes is 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 really coming back, like he says, and he's ready and he's clear, he's his mind is right, and this is Reyes two point Like. This is the kind of fight we want to put him in. A, uh, one where he he's either just going to lose or he's going to shine. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think you give you give both guys what they want. This is not like a huge like because they're. The, I don't want to see Dominic Reyes fight a guy like in the top five right now. I want to see a, a ranked guy. He'll by the time Tuesday rolls around, I think Jacoby's what a fifth number fifteen right now. He'll probably jump up to like thirteen or something. I think it makes perfect sense. I think it makes perfect sense. So. And I think this is a good fight for Dominic Reyes as well. So, and someone just said Jacoby's a can crusher. That is just what? not true. That's just literally one of the worst. Don Jung was was four zero and one before this fight. Get out of here. Don Jung was unbeaten in a long ass time. Like Dirty a long Rage ass twenty two. Dirty Rage twenty two. Boo! Get you you shame your name. You shame your family name. Get out of here. You shame your family name. Yep. So that's the correct answer. That is the only I love answer. It. And I it's love a win win either way. Because if Reyes wins, he's back. Now we can do some things. And if Jacoby wins, then we got something here. So let's go. That's the that's the correct pick. My best friend, uh, you've done it again. I you've done you. it again. Thank you. You're welcome, Sean Shelby. You're welcome, McMaynard. <laughs> this, is, this is the kind of thinking that you need in Las Vegas right now <laughs> when it comes to the matchmaking. So no, Dirty Rag 22 is just, is just killing me right now. Um, do we have any 
do we have any extracurriculars here? I don't think so. Think I'm honest. I didn't really have time to. I'll be honest. I didn't really have time to check today. Guys. Usually, I take usually I take hours upon hours upon hours of uh, setting up the show. <laughs> but uh, we want to give you a live show tonight. So you're only what like a couple hours removed from doing the post fight show. I talked um, a lot. Yeah, we did a ton of writing afterwards. I barely had time to eat. I think you had to go run and do some you know do some real life errand stuff. So yeah, we haven't. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of prep. So guys, you. Message me later if you want auto points, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll review your cases individually. Um, but uh, otherwise, we can move on to uh, looking at some YouTube picks. If you want to, if you got any cool DMs, I mean, I got a bunch. I'm not going to read them all, but certainly certainly pick out a few comments here and there. Yes, Dirty Rag Twenty Two is just in a bad mood. Come on, this is this is a positive space. This is a positive stage space. Dirty Rag Twenty Two, for God's sake. Uh, <laughs> let me see. Let me just see what the listeners have submitted. See if there's anything here that I can use. Um, where are we at right now? Okay, I don't know what that is. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We'll go to John Ray. He will kick things off. Uh, Dakota, who had a great win tonight. What a great debut for her. Mm -hmm. uh, Dakota versus Watterson Gomez. Uh, I mean, I guess you could. It's kind of a weird matchup uh, because it's like, oh, 1-0 in the OC versus uh, what's Watterson now? Something like, where's my... I, I have net stats, right? Uh, six and six in the OC. But Dakota does have a lot of big game experience. Again, she fought for Bellator. She fought for Invicta. She's kind of been fighting high-level people. It would be, I think, a significant step up from anyone that Dakota has fought. Um, I guess there's only McFarland at flyweight, but I, I think that's a little too soon. I, I could see them making it. I just think it's a little too soon. I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I don't know if they do that. I, I kind of like the, the uh, idea of doing... Penne versus Watterson Gomez, a rematch. Let those two just beat beat each other up because they had a, they fought in Invicta, right? And it was like one of those mm -hmm. like really memorable fights. So I like that idea. Uh, John Ray likes Jacoby versus the Santos Hill loser. Simone versus Pedro Munoz is interesting. Uh, Murphy Chukagian too, not doo doo because we don't know what's happening. But it seems like Chukagian is going to be back in the Man and Fioro fight mm -hmm. for UFC Paris. Although that's just targeted, not done. Tate versus the loser of Sarah McMahon versus Aspen Ladd. Burgos versus Ige. Li Jingliang versus Jeff Neal, win or lose. Lamos versus Amanda Hebas, assuming she's back at Strawweight. A lot of people want of the Amandas. Amanda on Amanda. A lot of people want it. Uh, 
we're just going to kind of go back and forth. Why do you think Rose isn't getting the rematch with Carlos Barza? I'm, it could happen. Very yeah, I mean, it could happen. Yeah, the first fight was so good. I mean, you got to run that one right back, right? Yeah. Uh, or you mean the second fight? Uh, the second fight, excuse me. Uh, no, I mean, no, it could. It could. If, if certainly if certain people aren't ready, if certain people decide they don't want to wait. Um, yeah, it could, it could vary. Uh, I actually do agree with uh, this comment from Moby, Moby One Kanob. Uh, I guess it's Moby One Kenobi, kind of. Okay, anyway, I do kind of agree with him. It, it very easily could happen. I just don't think it's the UFC's first option. Uh, I think yeah. after how it that fight left a very bad stink in in uh, in everyone's uh, I don't know nostrils, and yes. um, it, they don't want to put that back on pay per view. They can avoid it. I mean, it, it needs the proper. Both women need to do a little bit of rehab. Uh, one good title fence for Esparza would be good. Um, Rose has always been a finisher when she's not um, fighting, when not defending her title. She's always been, she always seems to find finishes. Um, I guess she does when she does defending her title too, I should say so. Oh no, when chasing the title, sorry. So when she has the title, for whatever reason, doesn't doesn't uh, quite pull off the same finishes. But uh, when she's chasing, boy, a uh, few are more exciting than Rose Namjunas. So yeah, one big finish. Everyone will forget the first fight. You can definitely run Esparza and, uh, and Rose back. I just don't think it's going to happen uh, immediately. Agreed. Turd Ferguson, Yair Rodriguez versus Arnold Allen, Lamos versus the loser of Jan Jernan, Mackenzie Dern, Li Jingliang versus Neil Magny 2, that's what the leech wants, Matt Schnell, Boncherine 2, Shane Burgos, Edson Barboza 2, eh, I don't know if I'm ready for that, we just saw that, and I, I, the way that ended was super duper scary, mm-hmm. uh, Lauren Murphy, Chukagian 2, seems to be a popular one, and hey, could happen, but probably not next, Soriano versus Julian Marquez, I like that fight, that's fun. Simone, another Simone Munoz, Algio versus. Do we just go back to the Bill Bill versus Billy fight? Okay, uh, I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah, I think both guys. I think both guys are really eager to uh, to have them rebook too. So yeah, I like it. He called out uh, Chase Hooper. I don't love that call out, but I like the the answer. He called him bird chested, and he then did. when he was asked about it, he said, "Well, speaking as a fellow bird chested guy, uh, I can tell a, a bird chest from a mile away since I have a bird chest myself." So. That's why I want to fight for the battle of the bird chest, essentially. He also says something really funny to Cormier that Cormier no sold right at the end of the interview. And I can't remember, but anyway, if it comes back to me, I'll think. Uh, so I, I like the Aljo Corintillo idea. Just run that one back or rebook that one. Jacoby versus Jimmy Crutes. Crutes going to be out for a while, so I don't think that's going to happen. Stoltzfus, good win for Dustin Stoltzfus because he stays alive in the oh, UFC. Yeah. I yeah. don't think uh, Mr. Dwight Grant is long for the Octagon world after today. Uh, but good win. He likes Stoltz's versus Deron win. And then another Dakota versus Michelle Watterson pick. So there you go. Uh, Drew Hilty, despite the anticlimactic ending, the fights being over by 2 p.m. on the West Coast is awesome. Agreed. Yair versus Volk. Don't care if the ending was fluky. I've got no interest in Volk versus Emmett. There you go. Ortega Allen, if their timelines can match up. Lemos, Jan Janan, win or lose versus Dern. Lee looked great holding serve against Salikoff. Lee versus Randy Brown sounds great. Round of the year, comeback of the year, fight of the year. Schnell is the machine. Schnell versus Mahayev when Mahayev wins his next fight next week. Strap the rocket to him. Pride rules, Jordan won that. Not even close. Wheeler rules, Jordan won that. Sadly, that's not the world we live in. I don't agree with you, but it's a, it was a close fight. Burgos versus Cub Swanson for some good old-fashioned violence. They already fought, and Burgos beat him. But another rematch, I guess. Uh, no, they didn't mention it. Doo-doo pick. <laughs> That's true. Okay. You gave yourself a doo-doo pick, so it's only fair. Jordan versus the Landwehr Tukagoff winner. Murphy versus Tyler Santos. Dustin Jacoby should get a top 10 opponent. He's done enough. Drew Hilty. 
Dustin Jacoby versus Dominic Reyes. Could be a good bounce back fight for Reyes or a solid name for Dustin. Excellent matchmaking, Drew. Well Hilty. done, Drew Hilty. Well done. You're thinking like a like a matchmaker. Like a pro. P.S. Just saw the UFC gave performance bonuses to every fighter that got a finish, and they should a thousand percent continue to do that. Correct. Uh thick buh. I, I think <laughs> you know I bleh. Yeah, that's how it's spelled. Uh, just came in hot off the presses. Shane Burgos versus Josh Kulaba. I thought Shane looked pretty slow up there today. I want to see him sign a new contract and get one more step down before he steps back up to top 15 competition. Uh, Stoltz versus Godzi, Jacoby versus Span, Algio versus David Onama. That's crazy fight. I like that one. Get him back in quick. Some loser of Dominic Cruz versus Cheeto Vera if Cheeto loses, or Frankie Edgar. Now, our man Aaron Bronsetter said that he spoke to Ali Abdulaziz and said that Frankie Edgar wants one more fight, one more, at MSG. He doesn't care who it's against. So there you go. Well, how do you feel about this, AK? Um, I'm conflicted. Uh, I want him to go to fight week and have all be, be properly fitted and have, you know... Just the, the best fight week of his life, weigh in, very comfortable weigh in, uh, make, you know, guarantee he gets his show money. And then I want the fight to be canceled on the, on the day, on fight day. And, uh, <laughs> and, and he does not have to fight and we can do this dance again in, in uh, six months or something. Cause I just, I, I'm really, I remember at the last fight, I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch Frankie fight anymore. But at the same time, I also don't want him to go away. So what can I do? We're going to get to your comments shortly, I promise. Uh, Puna Soriano versus Andre Petrosky, Murphy versus Fioro. I'm not calling it doo-doo because no one knows what the hell is happening. John mm-hmm. and it confused everybody, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee versus Randy Brown. Lamos versus Torres. Yair versus Arnold Allen. Number one contender fight. First time caller, long time listener. Thank you. Do you have any uh, any listeners you want to pick? And then we'll go to Dude, the comments. So many. Yeah, yeah. I'll go some quick ones. Uh, this is at someone's online, a first timer. Uh, I want to read their stuff. Yair versus Volkanovsky. I know it's less than seller to win to propel someone to a title fight, but we're gifting a title fight. Oh, wow. Shots. Oh my gosh, goodness. Uh, Islam Makachev catching a stray here. Uh, let me let me start that again. I know it's a less than stellar win to propel someone to a title fight, but we are gifting a title fight to someone, Islam, whose only ranked win, Hooker, uh, in the last few years is one and four in their last five. So this seems okay to me. Wow, that, that felt personal. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, oh no. This is a first timer. So uh, are first timers exempt from doo doo? Mm, depends um this this uh person just said uh lee oh no i'm sorry this is not a duty pick i'm sorry i, I totally got confused i'm uh, i apologize guys live television uh lee jing lang this is fine lee jing lang versus michael Keza seems like a fair step up uh and down in the rankings the ones that don't matter for both fighters oh ufc rankings right shane burgos versus dan Ige. there you go mike jacoby versus dominic race again wow mike you I'm are telling you, you are a man of the people. You're a man of the people. Uh, it's the fight. Seems, it's the right fight. It's this perfect. seems extremely fun and a similar sentiment as the previous pick. Jacoby deserves a big opportunity winning six in a row. Did he win six in a row or is it six? There's a draw in there, but anyway. It's unbeaten in seven. I mean, in seven. And the draw's not, is the draw at the beginning? Anyway. And this seems like a good place to bring Reyes back and possibly build him up again. Keep crushing. Big fan of all the MMA fighting content coming out over the past few months. All star cast assembled over there. I agree, guys. I don't like to brag, but working with, <laughs> and I don't want to name everyone's name, but working along with my best friend, Mike Heck, and all the guys that you love listening to and reading on MMAfighting.com is like, I, it's such a privilege. Every day I have to work, it's like, it's not like work at all. It's so cool. 
So I'm sorry. I don't mean to make people jealous out there, but yes, the MMA fighting crew is friggin' no awesome. No one, nobody, listen, I know, I know the ringer guys have some fun too, but I don't think anybody has more fun than, like, honestly, I don't think anybody has more fun than we have. Uh, Steven Bright has some good picks. Emily Decote says slow roll, Brianna Fortino. That'd make a lot of sense, right? Because Fortino was supposed to fight Penne. So sure, maybe you just, yeah. get, unless you think, you know, Decote uh, has, is ahead of her now. I, I don't think so yet. And I think Brianna Fortino is also really good. Obviously, she just had a, you know, she had a, she had a kid. She's had other reasons she's been out. So, you know, I think when she comes back, she's actually going to really be one to watch in, uh, in the strawweight division. Uh, not sure if Hurricane Shane won that. Draw on my scorecard at best for him. Let's rebook his fight with Mina Keem and get a banger. Sure. Holy hell. Oh, that's Mike. a good one. Nope, that's a good okay. one. I, okay. I got it. No, you're good. We're good. Okay. Holy hell, Matt Schnell. That was unreal. He should fight the loser of uh, Pantoja versus Alex Perez, which I'm assuming will be Perez. Uh, Nicolau is a good call-up for him, though. Uh, Ortega versus Ortega versus Calvin Cater. If Volk doesn't fight year, though, I'm cool with them running it back. I, like, I, I do like that fight a lot. I do like that fight a lot. I think Cater... I think Cater beats him. Maybe. I like the fight, though. If the timing okay. lines up, I like the fight. Okay, okay. So thank you, Stephen Breder. Uh, Cody Hartman says, it's been a long time, but I'm back. Continuously listening. Just hard to think of picks so late on Saturday nights. Hey, we feel you. We feel you. Yeah, those, uh, thank God. We, I, I wish there were more cards like this and we weren't up doing picks at 2, 3 in the morning. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, Lamoche versus Torres. Sure. Uh, oh, Tisha Torres. There you go, Mike. There's, a good, there's one. Jacoby versus Dom. There's a lot of Jacoby versus Dom Reyes. Okay, I'm just going to assume everyone wants it. Murphy versus, well, I do want this fight, but it won't happen anytime soon. A Murphy versus Casey O'Neill. Casey O'Neill probably out until at least next year. Um, she's dealing with a pretty serious uh, knee injury. So, uh, yeah, that guy's 2023. Uh, Marcus McGahey, our pal, calls this the round three Jordan edition. Uh, yes, that was a big round with a, with a little bit of cheating in it. Um, Yaren versus Emmett, Ortega versus Cater. Schnell versus Dvorak. Simone versus Saeed Nurmagomedov, Mike. Mm, I mean, I'd watch it. I'd watch it. I'd watch it. But I don't know if we. I don't know if we need to throw those guys again. I, I'm not. I don't like protecting people, but I don't know if we want to. Uh, let's see, throw two such promising guys in there against each other. Uh, Daniel Rodriguez, Mike, is he? Uh, he's not booked. I don't think, and he's not. He doesn't have some notable injury. We're not aware. We're unaware of, right? Uh, so a little a little teaser here. Uh, oh, while I was in Las Vegas, I spoke to Daniel Rodriguez outside mm -hmm. of. T-Mobile Arena, and clear. The man is clear. He was he had a hand surgery after the Kevin Lee fight. Thought he was going to be ready to return maybe January, maybe February. Uh, turns out he had to get a second surgery and third surgery on his hand. Uh, but now he's ready to go. He's hoping to be returned by August, uh, late August, early September, and then he's ready to go. Wants to be back in that mode where fight, you got some short notice coming up three weeks later. Call me three weeks later. Call me. He's ready to go. So, and he's fired up. People want to see him. He's got big wins over Kevin Lee, Tim Means, three straight, Mike Perry, uh, six of the last seven. So, D Rod, a popular pick. It's been almost a year since he fought. So, yeah, let's hope he comes back soon. So, uh, Garrett Thompson suggesting Jing Lang Lee versus uh, Daniel Rodriguez. So, I like that. Oh, they have a question. Uh, Mike, about your favorite fighter, the one and only Henry Cejudo. So uh, Garrett asks, so if Henry truly wants to make a run for a third belt at 145, uh, he's clearly going to have to fight a top hand to get a shot. So what about Henry versus Yair? Uh, I'm going to stop this now because I just don't think Cejudo... That's what you've been asking for. That's what you've been saying. You, you want Cejudo to just fight one, beat someone, 
to get a title fight. Yeah, I don't care. He can yeah, fight Sean O'Malley. Yes. Like he can fight Sean O'Malley. Yeah. And that's fine. He can fight if he fought like if he signed on to fight Pieter Jan right now for that October card in Abu Dhabi, I would like I would literally dedicate a whole episode of Heck of a Morning to him. I would and I would stand and I would stand on my feet the entire episode and salute him for such a ballsy decision. <laughs> but that's what you should do. Like he's not nobody cares. Nobody cares that this man is coming back. Nobody. The UFC doesn't care. Dana White doesn't care. Henry cares. Ali cares. And that's it. Nobody else cares that he's coming back. Nobody. Did you see the look on Volkanovsky's face when Cejudo went up to him after UFC 276? Like, he gave the classic, we'll see, bro. And just was like, I can't wait for this conversation to be over. Like, nobody cares. Now go fight somebody. Like literally, I don't. I I I have more faith in Nick Diaz fighting again right now than Henry Cejudo fighting again. That's how I feel because he's not getting a title fight. He's not. But if he fights anybody else, like literally anybody, 25, 35, 45, if he wins, he'll get a title shot. But until then, he ain't fighting. He ain't getting any title shots. None. None. So, yeah. If he wants to, if he calls out Yair and fights Yair. Yeah, he's going to take that fight. Why wouldn't he? But yeah, it's not going to happen, folks. Sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry I brought this up. That's on me. Don't apologize, Mike. I shouldn't have brought it. I know your trigger. I know you're, that, that's so your trigger. Dumb. It's I, so I, dumb. I, I apologize. I, I shouldn't have brought it up. Uh, Toby Kinsella. Uh, I don't think I've read their picks out before. They're always sending me on Twitter and not in my DMs. So I said, send me my DMs so I remember. So I just want to read a few of these. Thank you, Toby. I believe representing... The noble country of Ireland. My flagology is accurate. Uh, I'll read a couple of these. Um, there's another one for Lee versus Chiesa. Sure, I like it. Uh, Burgos versus Hakeem. Another call for that. Uh, Murphy Chikagian too. Like we said, seems possible. Misha Tate retire. Now, I do want to talk about this quickly, Mike. Um, so we had had sort of had internal discussion again in, in our in our Slack, asking like, do you guys think she retires if she loses tonight? And I thought there's a chance. Others said she's probably like having fun still. She's not going to retire. I still think she could retire. So I, I started getting the feeling that she it, she could still retire with a loss, but that she wasn't necessarily going to do it in the, you know, leave her gloves in the cage. I think she's going to take some time. I think this really could be her last fight, but she's going to take some time. She's not going to rush the decision. Um, probably going to see what options are out there for her. Because again, now that she's not, we know she's not getting a title shot anytime soon. How high, how long is her climb back to the top, right? Because I think she's realizing the flyweight division is a lot tougher maybe than, than she thought it was going to be. Um so I do, th- I, st- I do still think this could be the last time you see Misha Tate fight. Uh, we, so um, I, I, if that's not, I mean, if she wants to fight, fight continue fighting, good for her. Um, but I, I think it's possible. That's all I'm saying. She, what uh, you would assume that she signed a four fight deal to come back, right? Sure. Like a new, like, cause she retired, was out, came back in, probably signed a four or five deal. So that's mm-hmm. what, that's three fights in, right? So she has, if she did sign a four-fight deal, she got one fight left. So it wouldn't stun me to see one more out of her. Maybe she goes up to 30. Maybe she goes back up to 35. We get the rematch with Holly Holm that everyone has been seemingly clamoring for. That makes sense. Yeah, Just do that. She is She is enjoying herself. Like yeah. when she retired before, she was friggin' miserable. Like she did not want to be there. She was dealing with a lot of stuff up, like in her personal life and behind the scenes, all that stuff. And she just seemed so happy. Like when she walked out to fight Lauren Murphy, she was like, all right, this is awesome. And when Lauren Murphy came out, it was, I'm about to kill somebody. Like, I'm about to beat somebody up. She had the mean face on and everything. So, um, 
I think we'll see her. I think she. I think we'll see her fight at least one more time. The Holly Holm fight just makes too much sense. I don't know Perfect. why we're dancing around it. That's uh, right. Toby also likes Algio Sung Woo Choi, uh, Dakota versus Carnosi. So some fun matchups there. Thanks, Toby. Yeah. Uh, sorry, guys. I'm not going to read all of this stuff. Uh, <laughs> Brian Cashman says, I'm back to redeem myself. This day of fights was awesome. And now it's only 730 and I'm not drunk so I can make these picks. Well, okay. Judging by it's this is in the, this uh, tweet, this DM came in the form of a huge block of text. So I question that. But okay. First off, I want to start. Please give me Dustin Jacoby and Dominic Reyes. No, this is a sober man. You're right, Mike. This is uh, this is a great pick. He's super sober. Uh, let Burgos heal a bit. Match up with Danny Gate. Are you guys best friends? Uh, <laughs> Li Jingliang, Michelle Pereira. Yep, definitely an option. Lastly, for Simone, I think we have to wait and see what happens with Munoz Nomali. Uh, but AK, I'm sorry. It might be time to match Ricky Simone up with Frankie. No, okay, I'm done reading that. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Dax at Pike Putt says Simone sells C subs by the seashore edition. Oh, I should. That's a good. That's good. Simone sells C subs by the seashore. Wow. Good wow. stuff. That, that is a great title for the show. Uh, I'd love to see Ortega versus Avloya when he heals. Uh, Lee versus uh, D-Rod. Burgos versus Ige. Jacoby versus Walker, who is somehow still UFC ranked. And give Jordan to Poria either way. Uh, I don't know if there's a lot of heat there necessarily. I don't know if they'd want to make that happen. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Barry O'Reilly. I'm going to read a couple of these comments. Uh, em uh, Emily Ducote versus Rihanna Janjaroba. Emily looked very good in her first fight in terms of stand-up. So let's not test out her ground game yet against the BJJ expert Rihanna. Dakota actually has really good grappling. Um, maybe not in the level of Verna, but I do people I do see a lot of people always saying, like, oh, could she has to keep a standing, keep a standing. Her her grappling's actually really good. Uh Ricky Simone versus Umar. My first choice would be the Marabri match. So should anything happen to Aldo, let let's uh, let them fight. But Simone has all the tools to be a champ while Nemanga Madavs look great so far. Winner of this dark horse in a really <laughs> deep division. I think I don't even think a dark horse. I think a winner of that fight becomes a front runner in this division to get a title shot. So uh, appreciate the O'Malley call up, but no way he gets it. Uh Really good matchups here. Um, Chanel. Ooh. Oh, I don't like this, Mike. Give me your thoughts on this. Chanel versus Makayev. We got a couple of those. Um, really? I mean, listen, if they go that route, I'm watching it. I think I just like Matt Chanel, and I do think Makayev would, would beat him. But also, I think it's a tough test. Very tough test. Uh, if he wins next week, Makayev versus Chanel is a great matchup. Step up for Makayev and his jersey to becoming the youngest ever UFC champ. And if Chanel could be another prospect, gets a lot of respect after a few losses to those higher ranked. Uh, sorry, guys, I'm going to jump over to, I'm going to jump over to give our my email guys, my Instagram guys, just a little bit of shine. Just a couple of emails. Our my old pal Zach left Lemosh versus uh, Yan Shaonan during loser Lee versus Neil Luke loser Simone versus Rob Font two. Uh, yeah, you know what? That's not bad. Uh, Puna versus Bruno Silva. Yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, Bruno versus Bruno Blindado. And uh, of course, Tristan Gordet. I told him to uh, pop up on the YouTube. I see he's in there, but uh, he also sent me an email. So thank you, Tristan, for tuning in and for the email. Uh, Lemos, Hivas, uh, Jacoby, Ryan Spann, very popular one. Dustin Stoltz versus Dusko Todorovic. Dustin versus Dusko. I like it. And Puna versus Phil Haas. Uh, and one, la let me stop off here in Instagram land before we go right to the, uh, the YouTubes. James Sherwood. Likes Yair and Josh Emmett, number one contender fight, or as we said, interim title. Bill Algio, Josh Kulabau, sure. Uh, another one for Lee. She has maybe Lee Kiz is the way to go. Uh, all right, all right, guys. I'm, not, I, I'm sorry, I cannot read all these. You guys are the best, but we do want to give some love to our to our YouTube uh, listeners. I, I will look at all your picks, guys. So thank you for sending them in. But all right, all, all YouTube. Right, Here we go. Let's go. All YouTube. Soriano versus Buckley. 
Cans. Buckley's fighting Imovov in mm-hmm. uh, UFC Paris. Uh, does Dakota really say her name that way? Yes. Oh, that was just that was just me. No, I think he said. I think I said. I think I dropped a few Dakotas in there. Uh, no, yeah. it's just it is just Dakota. Uh, Jordan versus Lerone Murphy. I like that idea. That's a fun fight. Have they been booked? Is that, that sounds so familiar? Uh, I will I will check while uh, they might be. What's next for Jordan? Um, Bill Algio would be fun. Jordan. Yes, Jordan has. Uh, excuse me. Let me get my pronunciation. I I I, I uh, francophoned uh, Dakota. Uh, I should I should do this probably. Uh, Jordan, Jordan, and Murphy were booked uh, twice in 2021. Uh, one of the cards was canceled, I believe, probably COVID related, and uh, one of them uh, Murphy had visa issues, so um, so the fight didn't happen. So yeah, that's why this sounds so familiar. Would love to see that. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, rebook Penne versus Fortino, maybe. Burgers versus I- the Giga Yusuf winner. Winner or loser? I think either of those Argos two would make sense. Giga. Yeah, when are they fighting? They are fighting September sixteenth. It's the uh, it's the um, Sanhagen Song Yudong card. Uh, yeah, the, the only I just it's a bit of a wait. It's I always when so guys, you know when we're for anyone who's just catching our show for the first time, I I oh I don't like matching up guys with unless you're expecting um the person we're matching up to like be waiting a long time like maybe they got an injury or it just seems like they're in a position where they can afford to wait but to wait two months for that fight and then have to wait however long again after that for that fight to actually be booked that's a lot that's a lot to ask so i don't know if you can uh, you can do that to burgos there's our boy tristan there you go there's picks yeah. jacoby span Dusko, soriano phil haas Shane Burgos versus Ryan Hall. Well, we Ryan Hall's kind of banned right now because Ryan Hall is injured. He's gonna be out for a while. Uh there you go. Thank you, Macy Owens. How about Misha versus Antonina Shevchenko? Yeah, yeah. I I, I like it. If, if if Misha wants to go the uh the revenge route as far as like uh oh I I if I beat your sister, surely you'll want to fight me. Uh, which I don't think she's the first fighter who did that. I think uh what Shukagan beat Antonina, I think, before fighting Valentina and She's not the only one. Someone else did it too. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good path. Sounds like that is what fighters want. They hated that Bill Algeo versus Herbert Burns fight. Ricky versus Sean O'Malley. Uh, Murphy versus Chikagian Fioro. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. I know Murphy's wanted that Chikagian rematch for a while. Um, I think Sean O'Malley will likely get Frankie Edgar. It's being reported by Aaron Brodsler that Frankie will hang it up at UFC 281 at MSG. God, Sean O'Malley would be a tough one, though. Although I think, I actually think Frankie would, maybe that's, hmm. Frankie's really good. Like, even the fights he's losing, like, he got brutally knocked out by Marlon Vera, but he was winning that fight in a lot of people's eyes before he got knocked out. Or as, yeah. at worst, he was, it was 1-1. Yeah. So, Jacoby uh, versus Arlovsky. You went to, Le- to bump up to heavyweight? Come on, no? Mike, let me go back to Instagram for a second. Uh, okay. Our pal... I, my friend, you've got to get a real username. His username is FFS0807. Very catchy. Rolls right off the tongue. Uh, they gave some picks, but I really want to read their comments. First, to all the MMA fans around the world, we need to come together to help Misha Tate pay what she owes to the IRS because it's pretty obvious that this woman does not fight for the good reasons. No, we just said she's enjoying what? it, guys. She's enjoying I, I don't listen. Wow. He clearly has, has not, was not thrilled with the this fight or the Veada fight or even the... Uh, uh, Medi and Renault fight, I guess. So, uh, second thing, let's have a moment of silence for all the Islam haters who are going to see him get his shot at the belt, despite everything that they can do, uh, that they can't. So, really doing everything they can, excuse me, to discredit his winning streak. 
for the last five months. So very pro-Islam user here. Uh, and again, for anyone who may have missed it, that was officially announced uh, today. Obviously, an oft-talked-about matchup. And good news, uh, Dana White said that uh, uh, Charles Oliveira, the uncrowned king, will receive his uh, pay-per-view points as befitting a champion. He thinks so. He thinks so. He thinks so. There's a lot of I think so. I'm considering. I don't hate it. Yes, there's a lot of that at today's. Uh, you guys can check that out. MFBang.com. We've got uh, Dana's uh, scrum. Back back from vacation scrum. And uh, he didn't really commit to anything, if we're being honest. <laughs> a lot of Dana-isms. A lot that. of Dana-isms. Uh, we'll see what happens. It's not Tuesday. He, he did seem to be in a good mood, though. I will say, I did, I did think the vacation refreshed him. Because he put up with a lot of bull crap. There's a lot of Nate Diaz questions. There was a lot of Jake Paul talk. And he cut, he took most of it in stride. So... Uh, maybe this man did need a vacation. It was the other thing. The words that Josh Emmett or any other person that's close to a title fight never wants to hear. Yeah, he's he's definitely one of the guys. He's, he's definitely de- one of the guys or he's in the mix. Is he's never in the a good mix. Thing. He's definitely one of the guys. I'm considering it. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of dancing around just saying I'm going to give. I, I actually want to give some of the shot. What do you think about this one? Matt wow. Chanel versus Tetsuro Tyra. Oh, I like Tyra, but I think Chanel. Chanel, I think is. I just thought Chanel has been really good for a long time. And I think like throwing him prospects is i mean it could be good for the prospects but also you're taking a big risk of derailing someone who's just not quite ready for him yet if chanel lost i would consider this one but sure okay yeah. yeah so um maybe do sumo versus sister retire i don't know that's fun Algier versus Hooper is fun. Randy Brown versus Lee Jing Young. What's that? It's a fun fight. Randy Brown against anybody right now, like in the top 20 to 25 range is fun. That's another fight that I feel like has been booked before and fallen through. Probably. I'm, I, I'm going to check. I know I know it's at least been a popular Otno pick. Uh, no, no, as far as I can tell, has not been. No, so it's probably just probably a popular Otno pick. There you go, Joseph Boza. Welcome aboard, my man. Welcome aboard. Joseph Bills is so reasonable. He's a reasonable, such a reasonable person. Yair would hurt Emmett, but Emmett can calm Yair also. Can he calm him? I, yeah, they, I don't know. It must have been a typo. Must be, okay, all right. Yair versus Emmett, Max versus Ortega. I, I, Max for, yeah. No, now I have this image of Yair, of uh, Emmett um, like soothing him during the fight, like a raging, a raging Yair. Just be like, hey, but relax, buddy, relax. Big Marcel oh, 24, what's up? The legend, the legend, Marcel Dorf. Uh, Frankie versus Dominic Cruz, but Dominic's booked right now against Cheeto. So maybe win or lose. Come on, David. You don't want any doo doo. Uh, oh. Frankie Edgar versus Michael Johnson at 145. That's kind of cool, but man, Michael Johnson would be a lot bigger than him. A lot bigger. Yeah, he'd be a giant. No, I don't know how I feel about that. Jack Shore versus Victor Henry. Give me all of that. Can we just get Victor Henry booked? Hold on. When did, when did Victor Henry last fight? It's been too long. Yeah, which card was it? Was it 270? So long now. This was uh, 270, correct? It's January. Victor Henry, if you're healthy, please get back in there. That's great while you're there. Todd John Vellante versus Todd Duffy. Hilarious. Uh, choose violence, AK. Never. Never. Uh, Lamos versus Hebus, Battle of the Mandas. Yeah, Another I love for that. Do you see uh, Casey Carpenter? Or take uh, Casey Carpenter, or take a suggestion. Uh, I will get there. Okay. I mean, come on. We can't no, do that's that. That's never going to happen. I would like never a, do it. I would we're, lay. We're, it would be like Kevin Nash when he fought, when he no. wrestled Hulk Hogan. I Except we both do it. We'd poke each other. And I would both take the finger back. poke of doom yeah. and be no, done. We'd poke each other. We're closer than the Klitschko brothers. It's just not going to happen. I watch it. You watch everything. <laughs> uh, Lord Mer- another one. Okay. Um, a, lot of, a lot of big Marcel love in here. D Rod versus Leach. D Rod versus Holland. That's a good one. Yeah. Eric, that's a really good pick. 
Henry needs to take one fight and do it and win. I don't know what's going on with Victor Henry. I'll have to check in with him and see what's going on. Holland D-Rod, I will say Holland's name came up in that conversation. And uh, let's just say he would be very interested in that fight. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense for both guys. Well, I mean, David, listen, there's there's got to be somebody out there who cares. And you happen to be that one person who uh, I believe David is also a member of the uh, is, a, is, is a subscriber to the MMA Fighting uh, YouTube. So uh, his opinion counts as uh, double everyone else's. That's uh, and that's that's the yeah. answer right there, Mr. Mm-hmm. D. Uh, so who do need to stop talking actually make some moves? I think yeah, after what happened thing. today, Josh right. Evans is the number one contender. Yair versus Adam Allen makes all the sense in the world. I just don't know how you can come out of this event and be like, oh, definitely Josh Evans the guy. You can't. Like, you just can't. So let's just let's just settle it the old-fashioned way. Meet me by the oak trees, and let's just beat the shit out of each other until one of us title. Put that... You listen. This is the one time. This is a time, especially if uh, Volkanovski is taking time off, uh, even even a little bit of time off, because to deal with this injury, because you don't know how long that could go on for. And plus, let's be honest, he probably wants to chase that lightweight title. This is the time to make an interim title, especially with two guys who do deserve a title shot. Yair and Emmett both deserve a title shot. So give them the interim and let uh, Volkanovski go have a, a little flight of fancy at one five or take time off, whatever he needs. Yeah, Tay won't get a title fight. We know that. We yeah. know that she got her chance. That's it. I, but we're not saying because. Maybe she doesn't care at this yeah. point. I want to say um, it's it's she's she was always going to be at a disadvantage coming back, especially against someone like Lauren Murphy. There's just something to be said about being on that grind, like that fight grind nonstop for however long it was. Because uh, Tate, I'm sure she was training, staying in incredible shape, um, probably arguably probably gotten better shape than she when she was fighting, right? Because you're you're not focused on training to fight someone; you can just focus on yourself and your health and your diet and all that. Um, so she probably got like an, an amazing shape, but there's a difference between being in amazing shape and being in fight camps, being in fight prep, uh, preparing other people to fight just for for the last few years. And then you like to take that time off while others are are on that grind and putting that time in. Very, very, very hard to come back. So I think she's you know still a great athlete. Um, probably still has mentally mentally probably still has the the mentality of a fighter. But uh, your body's just not going to have the instincts that it has to have to you know to compete at uh, at the level that Murphy and a lot of other flyweights are at right now. Someone asked if this is a new segment. Absolutely not. It was a it was a new segment over two years ago when we started doing this. Uh, this is not a new segment. We don't we don't end up on the on on the on the YT all that often. We right. usually do it after pay per views, but we had some technical difficulties last week, so I figured let's just bring it back. Uh, Joe Corbin Shore versus Yanez. That's a good fight. Burgos I like it. Giga, I think Yan, I think Yanez has to get a higher ranked opponent though. Yeah. Uh. Do Aldo versus Cruz for crying out loud? Maybe <laughs> someday, God willing, <laughs> someday. someday. We've been asking for it forever, MJ. That's More Jack Shore versus Victor Henry Love, Calvin versus Ortega when Brian heals up. I love the fight. I actually favor. I actually favor Calvin Cater to win. I, that I, fight. I favor Cater as well. Yeah. Um, but it's close. I mean, if Ortega gets his back or gets that gilly on, it's mm-hmm. it, it could be tough. Uh, let's see. Tate looks slow in there when watching live against Murphy. Again, it's it's what I just said, right? It's yeah. there's a difference between training, which again I'm sure she has been training, uh, for whatever the you know even when she was retired. But the difference between training and actually training for a fight and actually fighting, it's a huge difference. This isn't the one, right? No, this isn't the one. It has one coming. It's coming further down. All right. Uh, to me, Josh, number one contender. No, he's. I mean, he, he's just there. You know, like he's just there. Both guys have the same case, in my opinion. Yeah. So. Stop, Joseph Boza. Stop gas. Stop trying to gaslight people into uh, believing that Josh Emmett is number one there. We all like Josh Emmett. We Josh Emmett's really good. We all like him. Josh Emmett should have been in. Excuse me. I was gonna say in New York, but on Long Island tonight. He should have been there. He should have been at this card. So, that was 
that's one of the reasons why he's not getting like the immediate guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leach versus Ian Machado, Gary. Machado. Ian Machado, Gary Machado. <laughs> no. no, it's too soon for way Ian too Gary. soon. Lee Li, Li Lang would would crush uh, Ian Machado, Gary right now. Ortega, when he's able to come back, should move up to lightweight and fight Chandler with Jed Mashu as the there special. We go. This referee. is the comment I want that's, to talk about. That's tremendous. I right love there. that. I love that. Um, Chan- I mean, listen, it, it'll, if Chandler wins, it'll have more people criticizing going like, man, all you do is beat guys coming off a of losses, but that's fine. Cause he's, he gets good names coming off of losses. Uh, Jed would gladly volunteer. Uh, and by the way, I don't know. Does, has, is it public that he also does not like Brian Ortega or should say does not like, you know, Brian Ortega's fighting style or whatever. He, like we all, his, his, uh, his disdain for Michael Chandler is well-documented. Uh, on our shows, Ortega uh, his, as well, Stipe and his, as and, well, and his morning report. Yes, Stipe and and uh, uh, Chandler regularly catching strays. I don't know. I didn't know if Ortega was publicly known, but he is really is not a fan of Brian Ortega at all. Maybe that's why Casey recommended it. And uh, yeah, Jed would uh, would be like uh, Shoney Carter. Find, find the clip, guys. Double knockout on YouTube. Shoney Carter called it and just like did this. These two guys ran into each other, and Shoney just like exploded in excitement to uh, enjoy. So there you go. Nate Diaz versus Francis Ngannou. ZKC and Oscar in the same weight class. How about that for the king of WTW? I don't want Oscar and Casey to fight. I couldn't watch it. No, no. I like pals. both of them very much. They're yeah. pals. I don't want to see them fight. How about Barbarina versus the king of Kung Fu? Like, or, I'm sorry, the former, the artist formerly known as the king of Kung Fu because Li Jingliang is no. not the king of Kung Fu. Salakov has to fight his way back to uh, to a fight with Barbarina. Sorry, guys. Yair versus Emmett. Mm-hmm. Don't order an old-fashioned Mike is standing bar. I've actually, I actually make a mean old-fashioned, by the way. Just throw that out there. I bar much before the radio career started. I did bartend, and I was damn good. Oh, there's one coming up which I like. Uh, Emmett would get the most reluctant title shot ever. Listen, Josh <laughs> Emmett's a good fighter, no. and he's on a good run. He's just he hasn't really sold a lot of people on it yet. There have been more reluctant title shots than Josh Emmett. Believe me, that have had Dana White gnashing his teeth, uh, not wanting to give that person a title shot. Nate Diaz versus Robbie Lawler, sure. Legion Young, just Jake. I thought about this one. I, I like mean, it. I like it. 2018. I think 2018. Yeah. Yes. Jake Matthews is so much better than he was then. Uh, who, did Jake Matthews win? The, Jake Matthews won the first fight. Yeah. Uh, but he probably still wants revenge because Lee Jing Lang tried to take his eye. That's true. Yes. Uh, Ortega versus Chandler Jed. Yep. We already got that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like no one would take Emmett's track shock seriously. I mean, listen, there's, you need to find a happy medium. You need to find something where you just find the middle where it's like, you're not being an asshole and you don't sound like you're just like pretending to be someone you're not. You got to find like a happy middle where you're just like, like we were talking about on the, the ranking show with Jalen Turner. Like we don't need Jalen Turner to be like, Hey, MFR, you stole everything I worked for. I want to fight your ass. You see, be like, Hey, you know, it'd be fun. Like, I think, like a fight with me and Justin Gaethje would just be awesome. So let's just fight. Like that's a respectful call out and you're not overshooting your shot. Like, you know what I mean? Like just do that. You don't have to be, a, you don't have to not, you don't have to be somewhat outside of yourself. Diaz versus Holland. Emmett more yeah. active versus active guys. Okay. Uh, Emmett didn't beat Cater. I think that's where the reluctance comes from. That's part from. of it. That's part yeah. of it. But I mean, that's, that's yeah. Again, there's, there's a bunch of reasons why uh, Emmett's just not at the top of their list. But um, yeah, cer- certainly the, that's such a close fight. Old fashioned. I don't remember how to actually make it, but it's a cherry, some orange, a little bit of sugar. And you take the little thing and you grind it on down. You pull the lice in there, a little bit of bourbon, put a little bit of sweet vermouth in there, <laughs> a little stir stir. 
then you're good. It's a good time. Uh, I have to remember. I haven't made it like an hour. I haven't made a cocktail in a while. The only cocktail I've made in the last like couple of years is a pumpkin martini because I made like a really good one at the place. But my mom is uh, mom loves the pumpkin martini. So like the pumpkin liqueur that goes in the pumpkin martinis is a very seasonal thing. So when it comes out, she grabs it. And when anytime I like go and visit them, she's like, oh, Michael, you got to make me a pumpkin martini. It's so delicious. I just got to so, have a pumpkin martini. I got to have a pumpkin martini. So Boston-y. Oh, yeah. She's um, wicked Boston. I, uh, oh, let me let me read something from David Schmidt here on Twitter because I said I would. Uh, they sent me this. Uh, David Schmidt is actually really smart. They So they sent me their picks uh, for all the all the fighters at the beginning of the week. And so, so you know, in case whoever won, you know, wh- whoever won, then they would be covered. But I told them, you know, remind me. Uh, but so, cause I will definitely forget. Uh, thankfully they just sent revised picks. So, uh, David, I do want to read your picks. Uh, Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. Year versus Movsar. Boy, Movsar would jump at that opportunity. He would love to get a fight with Yeri Rodriguez. Uh, Lemosh versus, uh, Marina, Marina Rodriguez. I mean, I don't know. Like you said, Mike Rodriguez, uh, Marina's probably, well, you know, she wants to fight somebody. So I, she wouldn't say no. Uh, oh, did this come up? Burgos versus zombie. Damn, that's fun. That would have to be again. I I, I don't know where. Um, I can't speak for uh, Zombie's mental state. It does feel like he is on his way out, based on his last fight, the fight with Volkanovski. Um, I think he was very discouraged by it. He's a very honest guy, uh, Zombie. Like in his interviews, stuff, he's he's pretty forthcoming with like his how he feels about things. And it did sound like he's kind of like he had to reassess, you know, sort of where he is right now. Um, he's been up, he's up there in years, especially in fight years. But um, that might be a good way to go out because that would be. That could just be a super fun fight, and uh, he's not going to dominate Zombie on the ground like uh, like he did um, Jean Dan because uh, Zombie's got a really strong ground game. Everyone's did Dana saying... say this? Hmm? Did Dana say this? Let me say. Dana saying Colby uh, told me he'd fight. Uh, was this? I don't know. I'm, today was it? I might have missed it probably because he was talking about Poirier and I don't know. There was all kind of stuff. I, I kind of blanked that one out. I, I was having to write up uh, Josh Emmett quotes. So I'm uh, not Josh. Emmett, quotes about Josh Emmett and quotes about the the Saturday's main event. So I might have missed that. Uh, Rosa, I think Burgos yeah, is a little so far ahead. I, that's eerie. I was literally just looking at that. So David Schmidt also recommended that. Um, oh no, no, Burgos versus Rosa. No, I'm sorry. David Schmidt recommended Algio versus Arosa, which I think we've brought up before many times. Onam, like I wanted, I want Onama versus Rosa. That's okay. the one. Like, give okay, me, the, okay. like I think he's ready for the Arosa test. And, and listen, if you want to throw, if you if you want to throw Algio in there with the Rosa to give him that test, that's fine as well. I'm okay with that. Another uh, and another Stoltzfus versus Dury. People really want to see Dustin Dustin on uh, Dusko. There's, there's a UFC. I, I really hope the UFC pays attention to these things because I mean, these our our listeners just make these money matchups, uh, and, and I hope they don't let them go to waste. So. Virgo signs a contract with his blood. So I guess, yeah. I guess Dana did say that about Colby. <clears throat> I don't know if it was today at the presser. If, listen, I've said this many times. Colby is a very popular name on, on heck of a morning. Comes up all the time. And I've heard people say, oh, Colby's for, Colby would have been, Colby was scared to fight Shemaev. Absolutely not true. And I've said this a million times. And I, and I stand by this. Colby would have taken that fight five seconds. Now, we have a lot going on, obviously, behind the scenes with this whole mazadal thing the allegations and there's talks of brain injuries from the from the alleged attack is all this like so i feel like colby yeah i feel like colby's just not going to be fighting until this is all settled so and i believe they're going to court 
I believe the trial is supposed to begin next month. And this could all be settled before that even happens. So I think as soon as the, this trial and all this is done, maybe we'll see Colby back in there. But I mean, honestly, like it's Colby Poirier. Like if you just got to do something fun, you do. I mean, Colby Shamayev actually makes all the sense in the world, but I have a feeling with all of this whole, with all this Nate stuff going on that if they can do, and I have no insights to this whatsoever. That if they could do the Nate Shemaya fight, they're going to do the Nate Shemaya fight. When? I have no idea. How? I have no it. idea. But just do it. Nate will take God, it. Just do it. Nate will take it. He'll probably lose, but he'll like land one right hand and he'll be like, ah, oh, see, I won. Ah, uh, Diaz rules. I won by Diaz rules. You <laughs> didn't, right. you didn't, you didn't finish me. I, I hurt you once. Uh, Emilio on Twitter uh, at hellguy1313. Just so I'd want to read this one. Full disclosure. I'm matchmaking for Shane and Charles as if the judges had made the correct decision with Charles getting the W and Shane gained the L because that's actually what happened. The judges had too much New York pizza and should have been deemed unfit to work. So he says, loser Shane Burgos versus Joe Anderson Brito and winner Charles Jodin versus uh, the Yusuf Gigajikaze loser. Listen, I got no issue if you scored the fight for Charles Jordan. I have no issue with it. I thought the first round was super close. I scored it for Burgos, but if you scored it for Jordan, that's fine. Second was clear for Burgos. Third was clear for Jordan. However, we have to keep in mind that there was some cheating going on. There were some fence grabs. There were multiple fence grabs. And that third round was was bad. Like, it changed everything. That barrage that happened in the final three minutes of the third round doesn't happen if Charles Jordan doesn't grab the fence or if it's called. And we had a, a, a debate about this on the post-fight show, AK, that, and we say this all the time, and people think we're just like, we're awful and we're just promoting cheating, but why not just cheat all the time? Like, just cheat. No one's going, like, it's not cheat. It's actually not cheating if no one calls it. It's just fine. Like, Keith Peterson, like, looked right at it. And he just, all he did was, like, slap the hand away after Jordan pulled himself back up. And didn't do anything about it. Nope. And then when Jordan changed the position, he grabbed the fence again and Peterson missed it. So like we were talking about whether or not like you just take points for everything, like just take points for everything and nobody will do it anymore. And then case like, well, not all things should be treated the same. Like an eye poke should be a point kicking the ding ding should be a point, but like a fence grab, which is like a natural reaction should be a point. So my thing would be just, if Burgos is about to get a takedown and Charles Jordan grabs the fence, which he did clearly, then Keith Peterson says, okay, we already warned you in the back. Can't grab the fence. Stop the action. Charles, get your ass on the mat on your back. Shane, get on top of him. Go like that should be how you do it. This, this just blatant accepting of nonsense from a guy who's known to not accept any nonsense whatsoever to allow all of this nonsense to happen. It's just egregious and it's horrible. So, but listen, I don't blame Charles Jordan for this. I don't blame him for grabbing the fence because everyone should grab the fence because they ain't going to do anything about it. By rules the way, rule, right, AK? Rules rule, by the way, an off night for Keith Peterson, not in addition to the, that whole debacle you just described. Uh, I did not enjoy his handling of the Herbert burns Algeo situation. Um, I don't know why he didn't just wave that fight off in round one when Burns essentially just like just give me a minute, just give yeah, me a minute, give me a minute, give me a minute to get up. Tonight. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mind it. Like it, he could have stopped it in round one. He didn't. I'm like, okay, 
fine. Like there's a very awkward situation. But then in the second, he took a long time as Burns was either again either exhausted or clearly injured. It sounds like he may have uh, re-aggravated a knee injury. Uh, Keith Pearson waited a long time to call that fight. I am really not sure why. Um, that was just bizarre. Really, really oddly handled all around. Uh, even his corner. I'm sorry, Gilbert Burns. I know, I know you're you want the best for your brother, but um, even then, them, I would have. I'm surprised that they made him go out because he had no interest in wanting to uh, to come out for another round. So um, it just wasn't it wasn't a great scene. Um, I want to. Sorry, I want to. I, I got a lot of people to shout out here. I didn't want to read them all, but just some good comments. Uh, Liam Perry on Twitter. Just I like what he said here. Biggest travesty of the night: not having Shore on the London card next week. Guys, sometimes they can't, you know, pick what fights cars they end up on, all right? Um, good fight booking, bad venue booking. I don't like the O'Malley call-out. He'll most likely pass O'Malley in the rankings, talking about Ricky Simone, uh, after this, and should be looking further of the division, in my opinion. If they make the fight, I'll watch it, though I personally think he should fight Font. Font holds the uh, number seven ranking. Not in ours, not in our ranking, I don't think, anyway. And it's not a two-fight skit. Uh, prime, prime opportunity to aim higher. And then Jack Shore versus Cody Stamen. Yeah, I like it. Not? I like it. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. That, that, that part's really good. But that would be like <laughs> Cody Stamen, if they book that fight, Cody Stamen, like start to finish to begin a UFC career in any division. Boy, his 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 resume is both as tough as you could possibly get. Mm-hmm. Now, the Eddie Wineland fight was like the first time that you felt like, okay, like Cody's a big favorite in this fight, but every other fight has just been like just a just a really tough fight like just the dudes that nobody else wants to fight it seems like cody's fighting them so uh then you had jack short of the mix that's probably where like where it could end up honestly so i wouldn't mind that fight mike how do you like i think this is going down next week right dustin jacoby this is from thomas collins dustin jacoby versus the winner of alexander gustafson nikita krilov if gus wins yeah that makes sense what about krilov Krilov's uh, mm. kind of in the round the top 15. Um, doesn't do it for me because Dominic right. Reyes is the correct answer. However, you're right. You're right. Why do I even bring up other? Yeah. However, if uh, if if you guy like Alex, again, another former former title challenger, guy who gave John Jones a very tough fight, guy with a name, Gustafson has a name still. I think that's okay. I think Jacoby would be excited about that, but I like the Reyes fight the best. Ricky versus Piotr Jan. What do you think about that, AK? I'd love it. I'd love it. I mean, I, I think if you're Jan, you're probably being a little bit uh, pickier about your fights now. You probably only want to fight guys who are already in the top five or already in the top ten. But nobody's That's, nobody's there. Nobody's it's true. Left. It's true. And it, and the other thing with Piotr Jan is you probably feel like you're only one good win away from getting another crack at uh, at Aljo. Because again, the first fight is almost like a win. It was a win for Aljo and a very legitimate win. Like I mean, as far as like I don't say, oh, it didn't count. Disqualification. He, that's that's a win in your book and you got the title uh but i mean it wasn't really like a conclusive win for uh aljo i mean we certainly can't call it that so if you want to like disregard the result of the first fight um the second fight was also very close uh then i'm, I'm more than happy to see them run it back again they're both also just great fighters so um yeah if you're yawn you really i guess fight anyone and you think i get one win i get another shot i don't know what's no time doing no time is getting ready to fight next week he's fighting paul craig ufc london David, we go. just said this at the beginning of the show, man. Come on, dude. Um, let me read another comment here. Yeah, we'll do one more, and then we got up. Okay. Play Bar- uh, Barry O'Reilly, our pal in Ireland. Uh, Bill Algevos, Alex Caceres. I like that. I also really like this one. I don't know if it, I think other people have thrown this out. Uh, Puna versus Andre Petrosky. I do think that is the right test for Petrosky at this stage of his career. I like that one. Yeah, I, I got like a couple of those. It's a good yeah. one. 
definite clash of styles for sure. Um, but I do like I do like that uh, that matchup a lot. So thank you, uh, thank you, Barry. Barry sends in a lot of great picks and comments. I will read this all later, Barry. So uh, thank you for that. Okay, I think we're good here. I think we're good. Let me. Uh, this was actually like the the thing that cut us off last week, but I, I feel confident. I think we're in a good place. It's bright. Stars are shining. The moon is out. Uh, it's clear as a bell, and it's very hot here. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us. Next week will not be live. We will have a recorded show. I don't know when it's going to happen. It'll happen sometime on Sunday. I will not be around uh, for preview for the preview show or anything on Saturday because I will not be in town. Uh, family things. So I have to fly home to Boston next weekend. But uh, UFC London is a great card. We got Curtis Blades, Tommy Aspinall, big one in the heavyweight division. Jack Hermanson versus the action man, Chris Curtis. In the co-main event, we get Patty Pimblett versus Jordan Levitt, which is probably the quote-unquote people's main event. The aforementioned Nikita Krylov, Alexander Gustafson fight, Molly McCann versus Hannah Goldie, Paul Craig, Volkan Ozdemir, Mark Casey, Demir Hadzovic, Nathaniel Wood moving up to 145 to take on another bantamweight who is moving up to 145 for this fight, and Charles Boston Strong Rosa, Makwan Amir Khani, Jonathan Pierce. That's a great fight. Looking forward to that one. Mohamed Bahayev is back against Charles Johnson, Jai Herbert, Kyle Nelson, Mandy Baum versus Victoria Leonardo. Nicholas Dalby is back against Claudio Silva. And Ludovic Klein moves from UFC 277 to this card because Ignacio Bahamantes had visa issues. So now Ludovic Klein fights next Saturday. Mason Jones gets his wish and will fight at UFC London. So this is a pretty good card. And again, early day MMA, which just makes us all very happy, fresh, and in a much better mood, AK. Yeah. What do it you has, think of it, this card? It has a tall order because I understand the UC was super eager to go back to London because that first London card was one of the best fight nights we've ever seen. Maybe the best fight night of the year. Maybe the best fight card of the year. I don't know. I got to go, you know, I have to go back and look at some of the great shows we've had this year and there have been plenty. But uh, boy, that first, uh, that really, I should say, not just visit, but the return to London uh, for the first time, of course, in years because of, you know, COVID happened and they weren't able to go there. Just could not have gone better. Patty Pimblett looked like a star. Molly McCann looked like a star. Tommy Aspinall looked like a star. And I'll be honest, I I I I don't know how they're going to be able to match that. I don't think it's all going to strike again. Um, but if it does, if Tommy Aspinall can beat Curtis Blades, I mean, the sky is the limit for this next generation of UK fighters. Uh, it, it, it could be a really, really incredible show and, uh, and also a, a sign of things to come. All right. Well, we will match make following that card next week but thank you very much for aki and mike Heck. always remember the golden rule don't take this stuff too seriously mma is supposed to be fun and we will have more fun right here next week on on to the next one the podcast thank you very much get some sleep everybody good night you're listening to the vox media podcast network The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. 
This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the US, so make sure you don't miss it.